Hello. Hi, can you hear me? I can. Can Brilliant. you hear me? I can, yes. Brilliant. Perfect. So, hi. <laughs> this is the Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we discuss all things writing business. I'm N.C. Basil, the host. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Sure. So, my name is Maura King. I am a freelance writer and indie author who is really excited to talk to you today. Brilliant. Um, so, we can jump right in if we can. Um, sure. Would you like to um, let us know uh, your current uh, books or book um, on sale, please? Yes. So currently I have two books. The first one is Work in Progress, which is a alternative strategy, like writing guide, um, over 200 pages of world building character questions to kind of help you outline and flesh out your story without like having to do your normal um, like outlining strategy. Mm -hmm. um, the second one is called Short Order, and it's a 100-story challenge writing like book. So you get two pages to write a story, and there's 100 in there. And the whole purpose of the book is to challenge you to like write a whole story, beginning, middle, and end. Brilliant. Awesome. Um, so if we move into the value proposition, what is, um, what's the value that your books would bring to the reader? Yeah, so they're an entertainment type value as well as I like to think of it as tricking you into being a better writer by thinking mm -hmm. you're doing something fun. <laughs> so okay. especially with like work in progress, the questions are all about your current story. So mm -hmm. if you're in like a writer's rut and you're not really sure where you're going, it's a fun distraction where you're still actually working on your story. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and what um, sort of solution is it providing? Uh, just and it's providing you a different way of coming at your story. So mm. if you're doing the same thing over and over again, writing the same scenes over and over again, it's just not clicking. I personally feel as a writer that kind of coming at it from a different angle will mm. help you make those connections a lot easier. So work in progress actually came out of a pet project of mine where I was in a rut. I didn't know where I was going with my story. So I just started collecting questions to ask myself and it turned into this huge project that I thought a lot of other writers would be able to benefit from. So that's kind of where it was born. Brilliant. Awesome. And um, what's the feedback been thus far? So it surpassed my expectations. It's like really, really crazy. Um, I started in March and I already have like 800 sales just through uh, part-time on my Etsy shop. And a lot of people are just raving about how much it's helped them, which is like very humbling to me because it's the whole point. So I'm glad it's hitting its mark. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so March of 2021. Oh, wow. Yes. It's already 2022. <laughs> so, I, know. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it, we're coming up on a year that mm. this has been published. So yeah. Crazy awesome. year. Oh, that's good. Um, and so that's good feedback. Any not so good feedback? Um, the one thing that I get paranoid about is because it's self-published and mm. I was like an English major that I'm terrified that someone's going to find a typo. Mm. And I think that was the worst one I got, but they, I got one review where they think they had found a misspelled word, but I wasn't able to find it. Mm. <laughs> and I've had a couple people look at it. So if it's in there, I'm going to find it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Great stuff. Um, okay. So, um, and have you seen anything else like what you're selling 
I've seen a lot of the prompt books that are kind of similar, but nothing quite to this extent where it's just a huge book of like story questionnaires. I've seen those all over the internet, but they're kind of small. Mm -hmm. And this one just like takes it to a whole new level. And that's kind of what inspired me to take it from a, just a private project to sharing it with the world because I haven't really seen anything like it. Mm. That's great. Um, so um, the time is um, 4.34. We move on to the next segment, which is branding. So um, what would you say is your personal author brand? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so personal author brand, mm -hmm. I would say, so I'm big into fantasy. So my whole like job in life is to publish a fantasy novel and I've just finished my first draft of that of like a trilogy I have an idea for so I'm working on that and that would probably be more of my brand as an author is just like bookish reading head in the clouds but I'm also very authentic like I'm not a perfect person I make a lot of mistakes so I try to have that come through on my social media like I'm real mm -hmm. <laughs> so like I struggle like that's where this whole book even came from was just me struggling mm -hmm. so we see it everywhere all over you know all of these writers doing all these crazy amazing things and it's so easy to get caught up in the success of other people that you don't really see them struggling too so I think that's like very important to my mm. mission mm. oh I, I'm a, a fantasy writer as well um can you sort of speak a bit about your new project or is it something that um, you're gonna wait for yeah um so it's still in like a, the development phase. So I don't sure. want to say too much just in no. case like things change in it, mm -hmm. but it's a adventure fantasy about uh, a career criminal and a career soldier who kind of make an unlikely duo. And there's a lot of like political in it, a lot of family ties in it. And it's just like kind of a quest for identity and how you define your identity. Like when mm -hmm. other people are constantly doing it for you. Awesome. And do you have like a, a vision um, statement or an author message? I, I don't think so. Not yet. Okay. No, no. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Okay. Um, and I think you did sort of mention this, but wh why is it that you write? What so motivates I, you? Yeah. So it's actually really interesting because I've been writing, I used to be a closet writer. Like I was convinced nobody knew that I was doing it at like 13 14 and like everybody knew like you just hear the keys go tap 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 but it's almost like a compulsion like I have all these things in my head and I just have to write them down and it's just kind of been my life forever like my notepad and my phone is just full of like random scenes I thought about when I was driving home so it's just like I have to get it out of me mm. somehow and I swear writing <laughs> I wonder if you're like me in that um, sometimes I um, just go off and um, imagine things and sort of talk out scenes and play them in my mind and then I have to write them down is that what you do as well oh for sure yeah and then sometimes I like will imagine conversations with people in my real life and I swear to god they happen but people are like nope <laughs> like we've never talked about that uh -oh. <laughs> awesome um okay so um the next segment, uh, 7.38, next segment is um, your target audience and the market analysis. Um, mm -hmm. So um, who do you write for? So I'm, it's interesting because I'm kind of split. My two books out now are written for writers to mm -hmm. hopefully 
become better writers without having to stress out or push themselves too hard. It's just like an easy way to work on your craft and your story without like just busting your butt constantly. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, I, as a fantasy author, like hopefully to be published very soon that I, I write more for like the newer adult, like probably 18 to, you know, 30 mm -hmm. kind of where you're in your, like your twenties is such an interesting time because you're defining so much of who you are. And I think that it's a niche that's not really explored too much in fantasy. It's all like YA or very much adult. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so you did write it because you were in a rut. That's the the whip in the um, the the two books that you're selling right now. Yes. Um, you you wrote it because you were in a rut, um, and you had authors in mind. Is that correct? Yeah. So authors like me, I mm -hmm. I have indies. Um, yeah, indies, or even just like people who want to write but don't know how, and they don't really even plan on publishing it. They just need help on figuring out how to even do it mm -hmm. because. Um, or I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, no worries. And, because, and, oh, wait, no, I remember. Mm -hmm. I have, like, pretty inattentive ADHD, so sometimes mm -hmm. when I see these writers talk about their outlining strategies, it's just so overwhelming, because I'm like, I can't pay attention for that long to mm -hmm. do that whole crazy mapping, and this is kind of, like, my strategy on how I was going to correct that for myself, and I do mm -hmm. believe there's a lot of writers like me out there that could benefit from it. Mm. And are you happy that there is a demand for, um, um, you know, the, the two books? Yeah, I'm like very touched about it because it's allowed me to connect with so many like-minded writers who go through these same struggles as me. So it's, yeah, it's very touching. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so it's um, 9.52. Um, we move on to um, production and products and author. So um, this is where we talk about how you turned your creation into a product. Um, mm -hmm. So how long did it take you to, um, to do that? So writing of work in progress actually mm -hmm. took me, I think, like a, just a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And the way that that was, so I just collected all these questions and then I thought, hey, I'll take it to FedEx and I'll just print it out and get it bound. So it was mm -hmm. just like this you know, letter size paper book bound, spiral bound. And as I was using it, I was like, I wonder if I could find a way to publish this. So I started looking into print on demand sites and I ended up working, I think it's Lulu's is the one that I use now because it's fairly inexpensive and it also allows me just to buy one book at a time because mm. I've never done this before. So I was I designed my own cover and I wanted to make sure everything like looked right and it looked professional. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like, I know a lot of the times when you have books that you're publishing, you have to buy them in bulk. So I didn't want to have like mistakes and all of these books with this mistake. So I liked this print on demand because I could just buy one, look at it, fix all I wanted, then buy another until I got it perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and is it a workbook? Um, so it is a soft cover book is the original. Mm -hmm. And because it was the cheapest option, I wanted to get this out to people in a way that was affordable. Mm -hmm. And then as it started picking up, I got people sending me messages about different like binding styles. So mm -hmm. I now offer a spiral bound, which is been up for about a month now. Mm -hmm. And I also have a hardcover book as well. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. And do people, uh, can people write in it as a sort of space to, for people to write in it? Yes. Yep. Okay. So there's space uh, after each 
question and then mm. there's even space in the back of every section and then in the way back as well so if you have an errant idea and you don't really know where to put it you can just scribble it down in the back and then you mm. have like all of your ideas in one notebook um, awesome so it took you a couple of months to write whip how about um am i saying it right the 100 short stories no, yeah, no, sorry, so short, short, short um... order is the, the uh-huh. title and then it's just the short story writing challenge. Uh-huh. And it has, so that one was a lot easier to do because I have all of these prompts that I love and they're a bit, so, I, so I'm a fantasy writer, but I also define myself as an experimental writer as well. So I like to take ideas that are like kind of out there and see if I can pull them off, like tell a story backwards or write a story in all dialogue. So I had all of these alternative type prompts and I decided to, you know, collect a couple more, get it up to a hundred and then put it in this like fun game. It's, it's pretty much like a game. Your mission is just to finish the book, let it be bad, just finish these stories. Mm. Um, and did you have an editorial process? Um, I self edited it, mm. but going forward for my full length, novels that I plan on publishing in the future I will go with an editor but because of the makeup of this book it's just uh, like the questions they're easy for me to edit but I'm a big believer in like outsource your editing because it's so hard to edit yourself mm, absolutely um, and how about the cover and the formatting yeah so the cover so I am a painter and like drawer I got that from my mom but I'm not the best, best graphic artist. Mm. So my covers, I tried to do very simple because I wanted to do them myself. It was a fun project, all like of me learning and exploring this industry. Mm-hmm. So I did it on Canva and I kept it very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so now if I wanted to do a more complicated one in the future, I can, I've got it down a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I did it on Canva and then Lulu's allows you to um, import it. And then you can see it the way it is. So you can like tweak it, go back and forth. And that's kind of how I did the covers there. Wow. Um, that's really impressive. Um, it's, a, it's a really nice cover. Um, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I thought, yeah, okay. um, did you get anyone else involved um, with the production? Um, I had a couple of my friends help me put in input, like my writer's group friends, on questions that might have been redundant so that it was like a beta reader type situation. And if they had any ones that they were like, you should definitely ask this here or switch these around. So that was the biggest help. And then my sister helps me with the production side of sending out and <laughs> mailing and everything. Awesome. Um, just, just out of interest, you, you're going with Lulu's. Um, have you heard of others? I haven't. You've not? No. No. Okay. Um, so like Ingram Spark and... Um... What's the other one? Print on demand by I think it's Amazon. Yeah. You've not you've not wanted to Okay. I'm just yeah. interested in the choice. Yeah, I so I decided to go with this like one because I was very hesitant. I didn't think it was gonna get as big or as popular as it was. I thought maybe I'd get twenty five copies and then I'd sell them over the course of a year and we'd be cool. Mm. Um so that's why I kind of went with Lulu's because it was pretty inexpensive and if it flopped it i didn't really spend that much money like maybe a hundred dollars on the project as a whole <laughs> so, so like that's as really first, impressive yeah so the first time out it was and then like i sold out of those first 25 and like the first week and a half and had to like panic buy like a hundred 
So definitely as I grow, I'm like looking at more because right now I have just stacks of books in my office because mm-hmm. I don't have like a drop ship mm-hmm. option. Mm-hmm. So as it gets bigger, I'm hoping to like expand and look into more places. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Um, so um, you've been offering the sort of hardback um, and do you do a digital copy? I think you've mentioned this already, but do you do you, do you do like an ebook? Yes, yeah, so you can download the ebook as well. I think I mm. forgot to mention that. Actually, I'm glad you bring it up. Mm. So there's a soft cover, which is the original, spiral bound, the hard cover, and then there's the digital option to download. And then it's just a PDF, and you can text box like right in it if you want to do it a digital. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. What format um, is that? Uh, it's just a PDF. PDF. Okay. PDF. Right. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um, Great. So I was, I was going to ask, like, how much inventory do you have? Oh, so yeah. it's not terrible. So mm-hmm. I, I try to buy monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do very much treat it like a business. So mm-hmm. any money that's coming in stays in a, an account for it and goes back out. And then I kind of pay myself with the extra. But for the most awesome. part, it all stays in the business. So as I, you know, have the money, I'll buy more books and it's constantly coming. But I probably keep 100 to 200 books on stock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I love that you mentioned that, that um, you, you treat it like a business mm-hmm. and um, you only take out, is it like a, the profits and, and stuff like that if you, if you need to? Yes. Yeah. yeah so awesome. I try to keep as much in the account in case I do have, like for Christmas, I had mm-hmm. to order a ton. It was my first Christmas and I was like blown away. I knew it gets hectic for like, like um, creators and Etsy people it gets like insanity I did not expect that so mm-hmm. keeping like a little bit of extra allowed me to buy more all at once so mm-hmm. I try to keep as much in there and then maybe you know throw myself a couple hundred here and there <laughs> awesome. um, so how much does um, does it cost you to make um, the books each one so the books are anywhere between six and ten dollars mm-hmm. and I think the hardcover might be closer to like eleven mm-hmm so they're not, they're pretty inexpensive, and then if you buy like in bulk, they'll give you a little bit of a discount off of that as well. Okay, good. And um, how much did it cost you to make the digital? Um, the digital was just um, a PDF that I made, and then I okay. just uploaded it. So I oh, don't believe it costed me like really anything. <laughs> oh, good. Um, and in terms of the pricing, was there any sort of um, sort of um, thought to um I say thought um, was there any sort of um thinking or sort of um researching how did you arrive at the the price point so I I tried to look at the cost of the book how much um I think indie authors as a whole really undercharge for the amount of work that they actually put in like I think I read a statistic like they get maybe one or two dollars of profit for every book they sell Mm. so I really tried to keep in mind like how much is it worth for me to get paid and then on top of that like I like to put in like bookish stickers for everyone then like a a personalized note and like a business card so I tried to put that into the cost as well so I wasn't going to lose money so any of the money that comes in I'm able to use to pay for those things and then Mm. um like a little bit of profit but not like a crazy amount Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so you decided to um, not underprice your, your book. Um, did you sort of look at any sort of comparable um, books and then say, you know, that's where yours will fit in? 
Yeah. And I, and my friends actually helped me a lot on this because I was going to offer it for like, this is why friends are amazing. Cause I was like, well, maybe I'll just offer it for this. And my friend was like, are you crazy? Like, this is a great product. You need to be charging like a fair price for it. You can't just like give it away. Mm-hmm. So um, that was like, so, and I'm not the best at math. So like, it was very helpful to have someone to sit down and be like, no, you deserve to at least get this much for it. And then like, we're anticipating these costs. And then, so this is what you should charge. And then you look on Etsy specifically, because that was where my target demographic was going to be. And it's like a journal. So I was trying to look more under journals and like writer's aids and see what they were charging for similar projects. Because like I said, I haven't really seen much of anything like this specific thing out there. So I tried to keep it like what people were looking at, keep it in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, and do you sell any anything else? Any sort of goods, services? Um, subscri- I can't say this word. Subscription <laughs> boxes? Um, anything like that? I don't, but it's funny you bring that up because I had played around with that idea a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it might be something that I'm interested in doing in the future. And mm-hmm. I did have an Etsy shop a long time ago for when I was like painting a lot. So I had a little bit of Etsy experience and then closed that shop years ago. And then I opened this one. So it's just the books for now. Mm. And and just out of interest, um, you mentioned that you were a painter and sort of sketcher. Yeah. Um, would you ever sort of paint and sketch characters in your fantasy book? Oh, all the time. Yep. I already have a few. I draw a lot on my iPad right now mm. because I have a great sketch program and they come out really nice. Mm. And I've drawn my main characters and yeah, I put them up on my Instagram. They're a little bit farther back, like I think a year ago, but mm. um. Yeah, I definitely draw them. <laughs> awesome. That's really good. All right. Um, so the time is 21.48. Um, we talked about uh, your launch and how you go about doing that. Um, so, yeah, could you tell me about it? Yeah, so that's one of those things that I fell, like, ass backwards <laughs> into doing. Okay. So I had started my social media accounts just mostly to connect with other writers. And then a good six months in of doing this, I started talking about this project and kind of asking people like, was this something that you think you'd be interested even in using? And the support and encouragement I got just from like the bookstagram and book talk communities was crazy. So I was like, all right, well, I'll make it. I'll like print out a couple and we'll see like, you know, how it goes. And so because I was talking about it so much, people were more anticipating it coming out and like keeping an eye out for it. And I realized that that is where a lot of indie authors, like just watching launches online go, like they, they'll go wrong because they keep it secret and then they launch it and then nobody really like knows because they've not like created any hype around it. Mm. So I accidentally created the hype around it. And I think that that's a huge takeaway in like future marketing campaigns mm-hmm. is to like get it out there before you have it published. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and did you have a street team? I'm sorry, what? Uh, sorry, a street team. A team of the streets. No. Nope, <laughs> like I... the people helping you. No. Oh, okay. okay. Just and... the support aspect was great. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and um, um, ha- ha- do you um, invest a lot in email marketing and newsletters? So that was my New Year's resolution for 2022 mm. was to start a newsletter and just and just to, you know, get it out there. But I don't like to spam people. So I keep it more as a 
if you want updates on my projects, if you like, if you saw me talk about one of like my fantasy novel on TikTok and you're interested in like, you know, cause it's not coming out anytime soon. I'm like, sign up for the newsletter. I don't spam you. I'll just like, let you know, like, Hey guys, pre-orders, like, you know, starting whenever. So that I started in December. Mm. So I haven't done a lot of it yet, but mm -hmm. I do actually work as a private contractor for a marketing firm. Mm -hmm. So I, in the past year, I've gotten more experience with the email campaigns and that's kind of where I'm like, all right, now it's time to do your own. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> um, and um, have you, um, are you, have you registered your, your business and um, is it like an LLP or, or something like that? Yeah. So I actually just did that January 1st. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an LLC. <laughs> okay. LLC. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> and um, good, good. Um, great. Um, one more thing. Um, did you sort of do any sort of um, book tours or paid um, reviews? No. Nope. no, no, no. All sort of organic. Yeah. All organic. I would say the biggest help is um, the user generated content side. So whenever I send out a book, like in the mail, I will like create like a personalized note. And then like with my contact information, like where you can find me on social media and say, Hey, if you like it, or I'd love a review, um, you know, tag me. And then if anyone tags me, I'll share it on my stories and things like that. And like, you know, leave me a review, always appreciate it. And just asking for them to put it out there. People are mm -hmm. amazing. Like they went above and beyond. So just the, the simpleness of asking is really mm -hmm. all I did. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. So it is 2534. Um, so um, this is a sales segment. Um, so okay. you did, <laughs> you started selling, um, I think it was March of 2021. Yes. Um, you mentioned that you've done 800 copies in sales. Mm -hmm. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so where'd you sell them, please? So I sell them only through Etsy. And mm -hmm. I chose that basically because of the fee structure. Cause I looked at Amazon and I just like not good at math. So when they throw all of these fees at you, I got like really nervous cause I didn't want to like go under. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I chose Etsy because of their fee structure and it's relatively inexpensive to get started. There's like really no overhead cost, So I could get my feet wet and kind of feel it out that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. And um, which ones sell better, the digital or the print copies? So the print copies sell more, mm -hmm. but not by a lot. Mm -hmm. The digital copies, a lot of people will bundle. So they'll get like all of them in digital. Mm -hmm. And the most popular one is just the original soft cover work in progress. And I think it's because it was the first one that did well. Mm -hmm. um, but the spiral binding has only been out for like a month and I've already sold quite a, a few of them. So I, I'm anticipating that one to be, to surpass in popularity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so you, you're exclusively on Etsy. Is that by them asking you to, or is it just by your choice? It's just by my choice because oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, it's kind of a side project that I mm -hmm. started mm -hmm. and I didn't want to overwhelm myself so it's Absolutely. definitely like not only ever forever going to be on etsy mm -hmm. and i can sell like physical copies in person if i'd want to but i really wanted to start out small kind of as an experiment just to see if it's something i could even do mm -hmm. okay and um what do you find boosts sales um posting online mm -hmm. 
consistently. That's a big one. And I also do paid ads. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram, Facebook have really competitive ad structures. So you can, depending on your budget, just boost a post for like a dollar a day. Mm -hmm. And that just helps to get it in front of more people because mm -hmm. that's my whole mission is just to like help struggling writers. So mm -hmm. it's important for me to get in front of them because mm -hmm. that way they can see that there, this might be something that could help them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. And um, you did mention that um, Christmas also sort of um, you saw a skyrocketing in, in sales. Oh, yeah. I mm. um, So I have a goal that I like to sell like 50, like 50 copies a month is like my that's when I'm happy. If I sell a little mm. bit under, I'm a little bit bummed. If I sell more, I'm ecstatic. And I think I tr like tripled that in November and I was like not prepared it was insane <laughs> oh wow and just yeah, because like, of the sort of Christmas effect yeah mm. awesome great great stuff um so um it's um 2848 um if we move on to um sort of community and sort of um the platforms that you have um so you did mention that you were in a writer's group has yes. that been helpful yes so mm. my writing journey I was a English major with a creative writing focus in college. And then once I entered the real world, I like went on a hiatus for six years. I don't think I wrote a thing. I was mm. just so stuck. And then I started going to this writer's group in person. So like pre-COVID and it just helped so much to be back in the setting with fellow writers. And I really, I really do believe everyone needs a writer's group, just mm. like a good solid group of people, which is stinks because we can't really gather at this point in time. <laughs> mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, that's great. Um, and, uh, and it has been helpful for you. Um, yeah. What about um, online? Um, so my group has been meeting online, mm -hmm. like via Zoom calls for the mm -hmm. last like two years. Mm -hmm. And then I moved out of state. So mm -hmm. I like the in-person because I had to actually go there. There was nothing to distract me. I couldn't forget. Um, because that's a really big thing I'm good at doing is forgetting to go and sign on to things. Mm -hmm. So um, once they went online, I would do that for a while and then I moved. So I haven't really, I'm still in contact with all of them and uh, they're the ones that helped me kind of beta test whip. Um, but I don't meet with them as regularly and I'm hoping to get like once everything starts to open up and become safer, I'm definitely going to look into my area and a group mm. here. Awesome. Um, and um, if, we, if we just move on to uh, marketing, um, yeah. what would you say? Um, so do you actually have a, a marketing strategy? So so I'm in an interesting position because so like 2020, I decided to leave my job in banking, which helped me a lot in figuring out how to run a business to just freelance write. And it was very hard to get started to get a client base when you like don't when you're building from scratch mm. and one of the gigs that I fell into as like as a full-time contractor for the most part like between 20 and 40 hours depending is I work for, as a copy editor for a marketing firm mm. so for the last six months I've worked very closely with like social media strategists and um, e-commerce uh, individuals who are building like websites for our clients so I get this inside perspective that I then take a lot to my own business like mm -hmm. design mm -hmm. awesome um and um what would you say is the best um marketing um tactic that you've um employed 
Yeah. Um, social media is huge. Mm. So I'd say if you're not on social media, you should definitely post consistently. If you can post three times a day, that's like chef's kiss. Like that's amazing. <laughs> um, but anything you can do is good. And the biggest and most important thing that will work in your favor is to be yourself mm-hmm. because people are going to be drawn to you. And if they're like you and they identify with you, they're probably going to like the same things that you like. So the books that you write, for example, you have a group of people who are similar minded as you, they like you. So they're more likely to like what you write and that's who you want. You don't want to appeal to everybody. You want to find the people that are going to like your stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, just be yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's um, 3235. Um, we talk about um, investment. Um, do you invest in yourself as a business person? And if so, how? Yes. So that's where a lot of my banking background came in really handy because I worked with a lot of small business owners and I do run my publishing as part of my freelance writing. So any money that I come in through either. So I also work in like podcasting. So it's really interesting to be on the side of the podcast and always on the back end. Mm -hmm. So any of my clients that pay me for that, um, the money that I make from copywriting, also take on like odd jobs. And then through publishing, all of that goes into a separate business account. And then at the end of the month, I will give myself a paycheck out of that. And then the rest just stays in there. So it's not all like play money for me. So that way I'm paying my bills and then whatever's left in the account that's goes back into the business. So if I need to, if I'm going to write a new book and I need, you know, to overhead that cost or uh, like pay for a launch, or if I want to get someone to take pictures of products, that's another thing on my list I want to do. I have that little cushion that I can take out of that mm-hmm. to pay for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned that you have a background in uh, banking. Um, which mm-hmm. has been um, useful. Um, yes. Do you feel that it'd be useful to do any more sort of further um, business education? I think that it is always helpful, mm-hmm. but I I do truly believe that we all learn in different ways. So mm-hmm. there are some people who are very good for class-oriented things. So maybe taking like a seminar or a lecture series on uh, business, running a business is would work for you. I know I'm way more of a hands-on person and I learn lessons a lot faster if I fail or if I have an ability to fail. Yeah. So like learning on the fly and then connecting and networking. My dad was a small business owner most of my life too. So I can always like ask him, you know, questions. All my friends, like I always joke um, this, I have this friend that I call my lawyer, but I've known her since seventh grade, but I introduced her as my lawyer. Mm-hmm. So she helps me with like the legal side of like the NDAs if I ever need them. Um, her fiance helped me with the LLC because he sets those up. So just like networking and finding people that know their stuff. And my mm-hmm. friend helps me with the accounting side cause I'm not good at math. So it's just like a group effort, but they also want to see me succeed. So it's really just like great to know people's strengths and play to their strengths and yeah just that's how I do it (laughs) yeah and you've got to be smart you really have to be as an indie author yeah you know people don't yeah um okay in terms of um investments um or return investment how much profit would you say that you've made yeah so I'm glad you asked this because I don't think enough indie authors like share with starting out like what the expectations are Hmm. so whip actually 
exceeded my expectations. And in 2021, I made a little bit over $10,000 in revenue. So that's not straight profit. I'm not sure straight profit what I, what it is yet. I'll learn that when I do my taxes. But um, yeah, so that surpassed, I was like, maybe I'll make a thousand if I'm lucky. So that definitely surpassed my expectations. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I almost uh, fainted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did too. I looked at my, like in November, I looked at it and I was like, are you kidding me? Wow, that is, that's awesome. Um, Considering that um, you've got, I mean, oh no, I was going to say the main overhead that you, you'd have is actually the print on demand, isn't it? And yes. a bit of in, in inventory. Yeah, um, keeping the inventory. So yeah. if I get like a thousand dollars for the month, that's normally gone because I have to reorder books. <laughs> mm, okay, so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's in right. and out. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. Oh, but that's that's well done. Well, well done. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, crazy ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, just moving on to um, the the business itself. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and before I sort of ask this other question, I wanted to know um, for your fantasy book, are you looking to be an indie for that as well, or do you want to go traditional or hybrid? I go back and forth. I'm, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I did study creative writing in college. So I recently reconnected with my college advisor, who was my creative writing teacher. I did a lot of independent study with him as well. He had just retired and he was looking to take on projects. So I sent him, which was great because he gave me a deadline. And I was like, huh, I guess I better finish it. So I sent it to him in December and he's going to I'm kind of waiting to hear what he thinks because he's been in the business and like the industry and he knows a lot of people for a, a long time. Mm. So I want to get his take on a, if he thinks it's any good mm-hmm. <laughs> and then B, if he thinks I should do traditional route or if indie might be more, cause they don't know the ins and outs of the actual publishing traditional industry, mm. but I okay. do some like, maybe I'll do indie, but like maybe I'll see what, traditional is it's just the time too it takes a long time to query mm-hmm. okay awesome yeah. okay um so with regards to your the whip book um mm-hmm. if you could describe it in one word what would it be an alternative writing strategy well one word okay how about the other one the other the short um, uh challenge challenge yeah yeah oh challenge okay yeah and if you could describe your business in one word what would it be Ooh, business in one word i would have to say experimental okay awesome yeah. and would you let us know something that we don't already know about the business about the business mm. um yeah i would say what do you guys not know? <laughs> I feel like I told you everything. Yeah. Um, or something, yeah. okay, how about something interesting or a fun sort of incident or anything like that? Oh, funny. Like my favorite story, I was terrified of this happening. So I write like notes to people and I'll put their names on it. Mm-hmm. And my biggest fear was I was going to switch it up and I was going to put the wrong note in the wrong book and it was going to go the wrong person. It was going to have a wrong name on it. And I did it once. And mm. now I think about it constantly. <laughs> like, okay. I think it was like a name like Bridget. And I sent her one that said like Charlotte. And I'm like, nine. Oh. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> but we had a good laugh about it. So. <laughs> awesome. um, and would you consider yourself a good business person or not? 
I think that I have, I have my strengths and I do have my weaknesses. So mm-hmm. the, the, I, I'm an ideas person. I'm very good with that. The execution is what I sometimes lack in. So it's kind of a take 22 or a catch 22 where, mm-hmm. um, I try to pick myself up and keep things afloat where I know my strengths aren't, and then use those play to my strengths to kind of drive everything forward. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this next question is, I, I have like an idea, maybe like five, just from speaking with you, um, like five points, but um, what yeah. would you say is your greatest achievement or triumph? I think just starting, starting mm. is so hard. So mm. yeah, like just starting out and following all the way through to the end was kind of the inspiration behind short order because it's hard to do <laughs> absolutely so it's so it's not about the sort of ten thousand dollars in revenue not that's just not a thing no or... i'm just proud of myself for putting it out there to be absolutely. completely honest yeah yeah absolutely like, but that's all just icing <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um what's the greatest mistake you've made thus far um biggest mistake uh I think miss, oh, my biggest mistake was misprint. Mm-hmm. I did a giveaway on TikTok in the fall because I ordered like 20 spiral bound. It was like right before they came out and I had a typo on the back, mm-hmm. <laughs> like not a lot of words on the back. The, the, the L was missing from black. And I'm like, how do you miss that? And I'm like, I can't sell these because there's like a misprint in the back. So I decided to turn that into a win and I did my first giveaway on TikTok. So I gave away like, I think 15 of them. It was a crazy big giveaway mm. just to like get, and that also worked in the favor of marketing because now people are knowing that it's coming out. So if they didn't win the giveaway and they're still interested, they're keeping an eye out for when it's actually released. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. biggest mistake take advantage of it (laughs) (laughs) um and is there anything you'd like to um say yeah i being an indie author is not easy and i think a lot of people think that it is especially people who are in the industry like oh you're self-publishing because nobody's going to publish your book and it's really really hard and i think that if anybody is going out on that journey they should be proud of themselves regardless because mm-hmm. it's not easy and it's a huge undertaking and they should just be very proud of themselves for putting themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, so where can people find you? So I am on Instagram as at right, W-R-I-T-E, into the ground. And then I'm on TikTok as D-D-E underscore my name, Mora M-O-I-R-A underscore lies, L-I-Z-E. And then I'm also on Facebook as more supposed to be writing. <laughs> awesome. That's a lovely, that's a funny uh, name. Thank well, <laughs> it's been an absolute um, pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, MC, for having me on. Uh, no worries. Um, so this has been the Entrepreneurs Podcast. And um, yeah, we'll catch you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.